Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. The book of Mark impresses us with God's economy, which is God's desire to saturate us with Christ. It's a very simple message, and this is Matt Miller with Dick Taylor for our 50th radio program from the Life Study of Mark. Welcome back, Dick. Thank you, Matt. I didn't have any idea this was our 50th. That's wonderful. It's a lot of life studies in the life study of Mark. Sure is. Dick, we've got an enjoyable radio program for our listeners today. When Witness Lee spoke this program originally in a conference on January 28, 1984, he was very animated in sharing about God's economy. I hope the Lord would allow us in this radio program today to bring the same emphasis on his purpose to impart Christ into his chosen ones. Yeah, I agree with your burden, Matt, and I just appreciate so much that every life study that our brother speaks is put into the context of God's economy. As you're listening to this program, I hope all of you would be impressed with this matter of God's economy in a simple way. I'd like to illustrate with three aspects of God's economy. Number one, we have God's plan. God's economy includes his plan, which is to fill his people with nothing but Christ. Number two, God's economy involves his way, and that is to distribute himself into us in Christ and to saturate us with himself in Christ. That's his way. His way is dispensing Christ into us. And then his goal is to gain the enlargement and the expanse and the increase of Christ. In this program, the kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of God. Christ enlarged and expanded even with his ruling and with his enthronement. So I like God's plan is to fill us with Christ. God's way is to dispense nothing but Christ into us, and God's goal is to gain the increase of Christ for his expression and for his kingdom. So God's economy is filled with nothing but Christ, 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 Christ. And in this program, we'll see uh, in Mark, the, the focus is on the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of ethics, not the kingdom of legality, not this or that but just the kingdom of God. That is, God's desire to put himself into us for his kingdom. And I I like these two words, king, these two syllables, I should say, king, dumb. He's the king, we're the dumb. The king needs sown into the dumb to produce and uh, bring forth what we see as the kingdom. This is God's way from the organic view. So hallelujah for God's economy, which is full of nothing but Christ, to produce the kingdom of God for the testimony of Christ on this earth. So this is a marvelous program showing us that this is the way the Lord operates. There's no other focus except God's economy 
for the kingdom of God. Thanks, Dick. Let me do a little insert here of a verse that uh, mentions God's economy in the New Testament. You know, we're talking about the life study of Mark, and and later on, after the Lord died and resurrected, the church was produced, and the Apostle Paul later on was writing to Timothy, and he told him to warn others not to be distracted from God's economy. Amen. So let me read that verse, and sure. then we'll go to the program today. We refer to this a lot. We refer to God's economy a lot. But uh, you want to read that verse, Dick? It's 1 Timothy 1, verse 4. Sure will. 3b and 4 of 1 Timothy 1. Charge certain ones not to teach different things, nor to give heed to myths and unending genealogies, which produce questionings rather than God's economy, which is in faith. I think that's helpful to, for our listeners who may not be familiar with God's economy and who are hearing this for the first time to realize the focus of God's economy in the New Testament, right. not just in Witness Lee's ministry. So let's go now to Witness Lee for today's life study, Dick, which uh, corresponds to printed message number 58, which can be read by our hearers in its entirety at our website, ministrybooks.org. Here's Witness Lee. In this book of Mark, Jesus lived to do one thing, to sow himself into Peter. And you have to realize, to sow a seed into the physical earth is easy. To sow something into you, try it. I think especially doctors know. To put some medicine into naughty boy. <laughs> I still remember 50 years ago when we got the first child that was in China. <laughs> we got the prescription the child wouldn't take. Then my wife and I and I asked the helpers all to come. Just put the child on the bed. <laughs> you know what? Four persons were there, pressing down the boy. No way to open the mouth. <laughs> Even he opened this part, he closed the lower part. <laughs> this was hard. Then we compel him to cry. Oh! Hmm? <laughs> I am not joking. You believe me for the sower to sow himself into you. Probably he uses 12 angels. Didn't you cry? You cried. You cried because the angels praised you cause you to suffer something. Then you cry, Jesus got into you. Well, Dick, that's a good point to stop. It's really not that easy, is it, for the Lord to sow himself into us as a seed? No, it is not. But thank the Lord for all of his sovereign arrangement to help us to open our being and to open our mouth and to take this heavenly medicine, which is Christ, the seed of life. You know, when he was speaking about this, I was just thinking of even of the Apostle Paul. Paul was a tough guy. 
And he was so self-confident in his religious attainments and everything, he would not open his being to this heavenly medicine. He would not open his being to this heavenly seed of life, this King Jesus. That was when he was still Saul. That was when he was still Saul. But one day, (laughs) no doubt there were more than 12 angels on the way to Damascus. And when the Lord appeared, the light shined, the voice came out of the heavens. Eventually, Paul opened his mouth wide and said, who are you? Lord! (laughs) And as soon as he said, Lord, the seed of life was sown into him. And when you read Paul's epistles, you realize he really saw the matter of life. And God's desire is to sow himself into us, to saturate us with himself, to grow in us all for the kingdom of God. So I just felt Paul himself was a very good illustration. It took a lot of time and uh, much pressure, but eventually he opened his being. He opened his mouth wide. You know, the Lord spoke to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he just said, who are you, Lord? As soon as he said, Lord, the seed of life came in. And nobody spoke so much as Paul did about whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And basically what he's saying, whoever opens their being and opens their mouth to call on the name of the Lord, the seed of life for the producing of the kingdom of God will be sown into your being. So thank the Lord for this tremendous illustration and uh, all that the Lord has done to help each one of us to be open to receive him as the seed of life. You know, Dick, we're going to go on and talk more about... uh this matter of being saved. I think in this next portion, Witness Lee is going to refer to the Apostle Peter a lot and Peter's following of the Lord. When did Peter get saved? And I think a lot of Christians are going to have this question, why isn't there a change Mm -hmm. in their life? Or why isn't there a change in someone's life after they get saved? Are they really saved? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's go to Witness Lee and we'll talk more about this after he, uh, at, at our next break. For years, I thought Peter, James, all those close ones were walking with the Lord Jesus. They were staying, living together with the Lord Jesus. For two and a half years, surely the Lord Jesus would have taught them a lot of things. But you read Mark, you couldn't find a hint that the Lord Jesus taught them these things. No, what the Lord Jesus was doing there. With Peter. The Lord Jesus was sowing, was sowing into Peter. You know, in chapter 1 of Mark, the Lord saw Peter with his brother Andrew facing there, right? The Lord called them. And they left the boat and they followed the Lord. Was by that time the Lord sowing into Peter? Hard to answer. When was Peter saved? At the time in Mark 1, when he was called, was he saved? If you say yes, I say no. If you say no, I say yes. If they say no, I say, how come? He got called, still not saved? The Bible tells us once you got called, you are saved. Then you may say, okay, brother, he was saved by that time. I say no. (laughs) Why? I say no because I couldn't see any sign that he was saved. He was very, very selfish, 
very, very natural, all the time in himself. I couldn't see any sign that he was saved. What would you say? No one can answer. Then I would guess Peter probably was uh, saved when his mother-in-law got healed. The Lord Jesus raised her up, healed her. Peter would say, pray the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Saved. How come he was not saved? But I didn't see any change in him. Then some would say, well, be assured that Peter got saved on the Mount of Transfiguration. He saw the Lord Jesus transfigured. He said, so good, Lord. Saved. No, no, no. No change. Then he might be changed in Caesarea Philippi. You know, the Lord Jesus asked the disciples who the others say I am. And this one said that, that one said that. Then the Lord said, who you say I am. Peter took the lead. You are the Christ. He should be safe there. But, <laughs> but, was there any sign that Peter was saved? No sign, right? Then you tell me, who was Peter saved? He told the Lord that he would never deny him. That might be a sign of his being saved, right? But then what? He denied three times. After denying three times, the Lord Jesus looked at him. Then he wept. He might be there. He got saved. <laughs> right? He got saved. Might be there. He repented. It's hard to say. Okay, Dick, I think uh, we should talk about this a little bit. It's really easier for us to understand Peter's situation in the light of God's economy, isn't it? I believe so, Matt, because um, God's economy, in a simple way, is just the dispensing of Christ into us in a progressive way over a long period of time. And as Brother Lee was illustrating, when did Peter get saved? When did Peter get saved? Well, we know for sure when the Lord breathed into the disciples after he was resurrected from the dead in John 20, 22, he had become the life-giving spirit. When he breathed into them, we know for sure that they were definitely regenerated because another life came into them. Prior to that time, he was not actually able to get into them, but they were in the process of this one sowing himself into them. And what I like about God's economy, Matt, is that uh, is God's economy is the sowing and dispensing of Christ into us, even as the believing element. <laughs> so many times we're hearing, we're hearing, we're hearing. None of us are born with faith, but the more we hear about Christ, the more we appreciate Christ, the more the very believing element is sown into our being and eventually there is a response, and surely that is salvation. But we have to admit there's a process involved, and that is the process of him sowing himself into us. 
And I'm sure as Peter was going through all these experiences, he was being saturated with and filled with, little by little, even the very believing element of Christ so that his salvation could become real, and we can see it fully manifested, especially in the book of Acts. But thank the Lord, in God's economy, uh, we see a process of God in Christ sowing himself into our being, and I'd say in this case, even sowing himself into our being as the very believing element. No man is born with faith. Faith is Christ being sown into us as the believing element. My father, when I first spoke to him about the Lord, was very resistant. But many years later, after a lot of prayers and a lot of hearing of faith, my father really responded. So I think there was a lot of time there where Christ was being sown into him, even as the believing element. And eventually there was the definite clear regeneration by Christ as the life-giving spirit. Everybody is clear for sure my father is saved. So thank the Lord for God's economy showing us this process of Christ being sown into us even as the very element of faith and believing so that we can eventually experience him in a clear, solid way and be completely reconstituted with him for the kingdom of God. You know, Dick, it reminds me of something a brother told me a long time ago when I first heard this ministry. He said, uh, life takes time. Mm. And a lot of our listeners, you know, they may be at different stages right now of Mm -hmm. this process. Right. And I think what you're speaking is an encouragement. What Witness Lee's saying is is an encouragement. Stay in the process. That's right. There's an infusion of the believing element through the hearing of the Word. That's right. You know, you think of little kids growing up in Christian families. When did they get saved? Some of them don't know. They're in this process. Some got saved when they were four years old, perhaps, uh, in their playpen. They said, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and when you ask them later, when did you get saved? Well, I'm not sure. But they were in a process. They were in a process of God dispensing himself in Christ, even as the believing element into their being. And it's like a f- Second Timothy 1, you know. Paul says, Timothy, yeah, the faith that was in your grandmother and the faith that was in your mother, it's in you. So there was a process, even as a little kid, hearing, opening, gradually being saturated enough with Christ to make it very clear, I am a believer. I am part of the kingdom of God. Amen, Brother Dick. Well, let's go back to Witness Lee now for the conclusion of today's life study. From Mark 1 to the time when the Lord Jesus resurrected and came back to disciples and breathed upon them. You have to realize that was a long time of sowing. The Lord sowing himself into Peter began from Mark 1, from the time the Lord called him. Then Peter followed him to the time when Peter took the lead to uh, hide themselves in the closed room on the day of resurrection. The Lord came back to them and breathed upon them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Up to that time, I believe the sowing was complete. How can I say this? I have the proof of the sign. That is, in Acts chapter 1, after that resurrection day, 
before the Pentecost, <laughs> Peter was another person. Peter was no more the natural Peter. The soul took a long process to sow himself into Peter. He was too naughty. And how about you? I'm not talking about salvation, regeneration, reconciliation, justification, doctrinally. No, no. Tonight, I'm talking about our enjoyment of God's salvation experientially. For the Lord to sow him into you, it takes time. But anyhow, to him, 1,000 years, just like one day. You think it's too long. But to the Lord, just like this. Anyhow, the principle is this. Mark doesn't tell us how the Lord taught his disciples, how the Lord trained his disciples. No, no, no. It gives us a clear view how the Lord was doing his sowing. He was sowing. He was sowing from chapter 1, listen, dear saints, through chapter 16. He was sowing. He brought all the dirt with him all the way. He brought Peter. James, John, all his disciples as the earth with him. And he was sowing. He was sowing. He was sowing. How about this? God's economy is to sow himself into you. Dick, we've got a very experiential program today, and Mm -hmm. uh, the emphasis again here is on on God's economy, sowing himself as a seed into the believers, as Witness Lee said, into you. I'd like to uh, actually turn our final section now to our listeners and ask the question that Witness Lee asked, how about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we should all consider that. And of course, uh, I like what uh, Brother Lee mentioned there. For three and a half years, the Lord was taking the dirt with him, <laughs> all the disciples. And all of us are like the dirt, but our ordination, uh, God appointed us to receive the seed of life so that he, as the king, could be sown into the dumb and there could be the issue, which is the kingdom. So thank the Lord for uh, this view. And as listeners and all of us, including Matt and I, our desire is to keep our being open day by day to this seed of life And you know what matters? Nothing matters except to be filled with Christ at the seed of life. Uh, It's not a matter of trying to be this, how to do that, how to do this. It's altogether a matter of being filled with this Christ as the seed of life. So I, I think as we conclude this program, we should conclude with this impression. Nothing matters in God's eyes except how much we are filled with Christ. May we be the dirt that day by day, second by second, moment by moment, remains open to Christ as the seed of life so that he could be sown into us. Eventually, we would become just like him in life and nature for his kingdom. So in little ways through the day, we need to just tell the Lord, Lord, I'm still open to you. Lord Jesus, I still love you. Fill me, Lord. Sow yourself into me until I am absolutely constituted with you. Thank you, Lord. 
You know, Dick, we really are the dirt. And Mm -hmm. uh, that prayer is an acknowledgement, Lord, I need you as the seed in my dirt to grow. And uh, it reminds me of the verse, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, that says, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. Amen. That's the dirt. The seed is the treasure. I really hope our listeners would uh, walk away from this program with a treasure, a treasure, a seed that is a treasure in the dirt. That's right. Dick, thanks for coming in. We've run out of time. Appreciate you being with me for this enjoyable program today. You're welcome. And thank you also for joining us. We hope you'd contact us at our phone number, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788 to get more information or go to our website at lsm.org or send us an email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Dick Taylor, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today. Millions of Christians have been strengthened in their faith through the ministry of Watchman Nee. In a recent release by Living Stream Ministry entitled The Overcoming Life, Watchman Nee sounds a call to the believers to pursue the normal Christian life that is hidden with God in Christ. The Overcoming Life is filled with truth, reverberates with hope, and brings the reader to renewed consecration. The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.